The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. How does an eight-year-old make sense of a near-death experience? And what if that NDE contains frightening visions as well? Well, to learn some of the answers to those questions, I suggest you listen to NDE Radio's past shows of November 9th and 16th, 2015, and my interview with today's guest, Kenneth Left. Ken's NDE began shortly after getting prepped for an operation on his burst appendix. A nurse strapped eight-year-old Kenneth to the operating table where he was sedated with ether. The year was 1963, about a month before the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, and Ken saw that coming and much more, visions that speak to the dangerous situation we find ourselves in today. Today is Christmas Day, and one thing I have always thought during this season is how neglected Mary's role in the Jesus story has become in the hands of Protestant denominations. Indeed, the role of the female side of God has been neglected, even in the Catholic Church, and the Christian world has identified more with male dominance and aggression than with God's female nature of maternal care and love. In the two years since we last talked, Ken Leth has written of his near-death experience and his prophetic visions in a book titled Mother in Heaven. The title refers to his guide during his visit to heaven who said that she was the mother of Jesus. Here to tell us more about it is... Kenneth Leth, uh, Ken, Merry Christmas, and welcome back to NDE Radio. Well, thank you, and happy winter solstice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So, Ken, um, I thought I'd start a little bit with the um, the notion that you were originally, as you left your body, connected by what um, out-of-body experiencers who, who actually do this professionally, if, if you can call it that, call a, a silver cord. And you were, you found yourself were bound to it that you couldn't get past it until, as I recall, an angel released you and put you in a bubble. And I, I was, I was thinking whether that was, um, whether you were called out specifically to have this, um, prophetic information given to you. So, um, I guess, uh, maybe we should pick up with, uh, with where you meet mother and what she showed you. Okay. So, yes, um, I was, I called it a tether, um, the silver cord that uh, kept me connected to my body, and I was isolated in darkness, and then um, an entity that I believe was an angel came to me uh, because I was calling out to God for help, um, and then put me in a bubble, which allowed me to float up to heaven. I went through a tunnel, and then um, after I entered what I believe is heaven, uh, according to traditional descriptions, uh, like a cloud barrier that was white. After I was pulled through that by a a family relative, um, then I I was introduced to quite a few other uh, relatives who had passed on before me, but at the age of eight, I didn't know who they were, so it took a while for us to all get to know each other and figure out how I was, con- how we were all connected together, and then after most of those introductions were done, then 
I was told that a, <clears throat> a very special person was coming to speak with me and that I should not be afraid. And that was my two great-grandmothers uh, that told me that. And to not be afraid and everything's going to be just fine. And um, so this female entity came to me and introduced herself. But I don't remember that she called herself by name. Uh, it was just a very nice woman. And um, she asked if I would like to go with her and, and to to see a few things while I was up there. And I said yes, because she, I, I detected a, a tremendous amount of love inside of her that it was so appealing that I just couldn't say no. So um, eventually I started calling her mother because um, to me that's what she was. She was the ultimate mother. Um, and she showed you uh, layers, levels of your family, didn't she? It was like going back through time. And, um, you know, it crossed right. my mind when I was um, reading that, that um, the, uh, the the Jewish faith believes that the, the lineal... Um, heritage uh, comes through the mother rather than through the father. And uh, so it's just seemed appropriate that that um, somehow or other she should be it should be a she that shows you your your um, the history of your family. Well, um, yes, I'm not really aware of of that, but (laughs) I wasn't before before I was sent up there. But um, the only relatives that I recall meeting were through my father, and and my last name is, is Lett, so yes. they were all related to me through that name, and also when Mother showed me the various layers or, or levels of family that had passed before me, and this was through sort of like a cave or like a, another additional tunnel, that each level back represented a, a generation of people that had passed on before me. Um, and those those were, I believe I was told, they were also related to me through my father. Um, but there was a lot of female influence um, in my near death. Mm-hmm. Um, because mother um, introduced her son to me, which was a very bright light. And then... I, I do remember the words her saying to me or communicating that um, you may know this person as on earth. You might have known him as Jesus, and this is my son. Um, and I, I do briefly see, remember seeing a, a, a young male uh, that came out of this light uh, that was just as nice and just as loving as, as as mother was, and um, it was pretty obvious to me the way they communicated with each other that there was a lot of love between them, too. Interesting. Um, yeah. While we're on the male-female the male female theme, angels traditionally are described as being uh, male by religions, and um, but a lot of the people who've had near-death experiences and found angels as guides will often describe them um, was sometimes as male, sometimes as female. So it seems like that, that can go either way. Well, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if uh, 
maybe um, I was I, there was a lot of female influence in my near death um, in my visit to heaven simply because I was a child and um, I don't know perhaps my experience was focused more on the female side simply because I needed to be mothered so that I wasn't afraid and that I would I would be okay with it. Yeah. Um, I always was very the, close. I was also going to say that there's also a tradition with uh, Marian apparitions that she appears to children like um, uh, the Lady of Fatima who uh, right. only, spoke, only spoke to children and gave prophecy to them. Right, exactly. I, I I believe that's sort of what happened to me. I, if you want something similar, or if you want a description that sounds similar, Fatima is a great one. Um, but you know, I've I've recalled more than what you read in the book um, uh, since. Um, well, I don't know. You, you leave the interview. Go ahead. You've read my book, so go ahead. And I know you have a list of questions. Um, no, no, on. no. I, I, no, go ahead and, and say what you were going to say. I, um, cause, uh, you know this story a whole lot better than I do. Well, um, I've gone back through my book. See, I, I went to the, uh, IONS conference of last year, which was, um, in Denver. And, uh, it was my first opportunity to meet fellow people who, who have been through a near-death experience. I had never actually had an opportunity in my entire life. I'm 62. Never in my life that I had an opportunity to speak with someone else that uh, knew that they had a near-death experience. And so it has opened up all kinds of um, memories and uh, communication between other people and, and confirmation of who I am, what I am, that I'm okay, that I'm not, there's, there's not something wrong with me, which was a message that was given to me quite a lot throughout my childhood um, that that I'm normal <laughs> there's other people like me that have been through some of the same things one of the things that's been triggered by communicating with other near death experienced people is that um, I had a vague memory of meeting with something that's commonly referred to as a council of elders but the memory was so vague, I didn't dare put it in the book. But Mother took me to other places after I met Jesus, and after I was um, enveloped in his love and his light, and then after I had my um, um, view of everything that had happened up until my, in my life up until that time, my life review, when that was finished, Mother took me to other places and showed me other things. And one, I believe, was like a barrier where the whole universe just opened up and it was full of information. I could kind of pick and choose what I wanted to see. And it was an incredible amount of information and it all felt perfect and right and as it should be. And I remember thinking to myself, well, of course, all of these answers are correct. This feels so good. This is so correct. Um but there was there was a time or a moment after even that that mother was beside me and she said um, I'm going to take you to a place and this is a very important meeting and uh, I don't remember what she called it but I remember it was like 
a building or a room, and it was sort of square, but it was very colorful. And um, I went inside that room. Um, it felt like I went in by myself, but I know there was somebody standing there with me that was trying to help me through this meeting, and it was a meeting of several entities, and I think there were at least three of them, if not more. Very powerful, very knowledgeable uh, entities, and uh, we had a discussion about me, about my life, about what are we going to do with you, where are you going to go from here, and I know there were specific questions about what have you learned? Um, what have you come to us? What knowledge have you gained before you came to us? And um, I remember this other entity that was beside me was more to be there as a guide and not necessarily as a person. It wasn't mother. It, and it seems to me it might have been male. It might have been my spirit guide. I, a lot of near-death experienced people tell me that they've met their, their spirit guide, and I believe this entity that was there with me in this meeting, sort of as a representative, um, was my spirit guide. Gosh, I wish I could remember what they looked like, but I cannot. It just I know that they were on my side, and they were there for me. Hmm. Um, but this council asked me all kinds of intense questions, and it was very important that I answered them correctly or that I proved to them um, that I, I'd i learned something important enough that I could remain in heaven. Apparently, my answers weren't good enough or weren't strong enough to convince them that um, I needed to stay in heaven. So I believe, even though I say in my book that it was ultimately my decision to go come back to Earth, I believe that council actually decided for me that I needed to come back to Earth. I just didn't remember it very clearly, um, and so now it's, it's it's come back to me. And so after that, I was shown the future. Now I'm not so sure I was shown the future uh, to be a person uh, like a prophet who was to warn mankind. I, I'm starting to lean towards I was shown the future because uh, the council had decided I needed to go back to Earth, and I was shown the future of the United States because um, they wanted me to know what kind of life I could expect when I got back here. And almost everything that I was shown has come true, and it's still coming true. Um, so, um, I guess the though, first major event was the assassination of JFK. Yes. Yes, I, I saw some sort of disruption in our government. Um, but see, I, I recall asking to see the future. I wanted to know where I fit in. Where, what's the big picture here? Where do I fit into the big picture? And uh, they showed me a, a brief view of the past. Um, and I don't know if it was from a past life that I'd lived on Earth or if it was just something to show me just to to answer my question, can you show me something that happened in the past? I, that I don't have a, an answer for, but it, it looked like ancient Rome to me, uh, an ancient city, and there was a parade going on and lots of 
cheering and people were very happy and I do remember that and I kind of lost interest in it. I was like, nah, this isn't really doing it for me. Can you show me something in the future? Something that uh, maybe I could see if, if I go back to Earth. And then they showed me, it started with the assassination of JFK. And um, I didn't actually see, I didn't actually see him get shot. I didn't see the blood and the gore and the, all that. What I saw were people crying and being very upset, and I saw his motorcade speeding away, and I was told, somehow I understood that um, it was the disruption in our government and that somebody very important uh, will be killed or is hurt. But I, I knew it was the president. Somehow I knew that. And so, yeah, I saw that. It was not fun. <laughs> So, but I, I don't know. I, I've I've spoke about this before in the previous show. So, I, where would you like to go from here? Do you want me to well, just keep going what, with that, or yes? What else um, did they show you? And um, what is there anything you think is particularly relevant to today's world? Well, um, from JFK. Well, at the time that I saw the JFK thing. Um, I, I asked the entity that was showing me uh, the future. Uh, th- this was an entity that was maintaining something that looked to me like a machine, like it was a globe, like it was a model of the Earth. And this, this entity was more like a teacher rather than a loving mother, a very intelligent entity. But I believe it was female, and she told me that... Um, um, after this disruption that takes place with JFK, this will, this will um, trigger a series of events that eventually are going to turn into some very serious things that will happen in your country. And so she went on with the story and showed me. It started with, I saw a picture of um, what I believe is the, the Supreme Court building. And I believe um, that was involved a decision that um, I think it had to do with uh, the Supreme Court saying that it was okay for um, uh, LGBT people to marry. I believe it was that was the, the big thing that, um, that was going to come out of the Supreme Court. I believe that's what it was. And that from that period forward, there would be a lot of disruption in our government. Um, so I saw an image of a person, a female that they told me is, uh, could potentially be the president of the United States and that she would be uh, there uh, speaking to the people uh, beside another president that she's related to. And so, of course, that, that to me uh, was Hillary and, and Bill. Clinton, but I also heard this woman's voice, and I heard Hillary campaigning on TV. That is the voice that I heard in my near death. So to me, it was positive confirmation that that um, uh, yeah, she was running for president, and I, I saw this before; it was predicted. Um, but you know, I I said in the previous show that I believed that Hillary would would win, but. Um, 
she didn't win. We we all know that. And I didn't actually see her leading the country. I saw her being very, very frustrated, though. And uh, then I did see the rise of a very terrible man, a very angry, disruptive man who uh, would cause a lot of trouble uh, in our government. Uh, also, that he would wrap himself in the false cloak of religion, a false religion. And I asked, how would this terrible man come into power? Because I saw and heard some of the disruption that he was causing. Because I saw fighting in the streets. I saw a lot of unhappiness. I saw a lot of sadness. Um, and I, I, I was told that then I was shown a vision of the Bible again, a second vision of the Bible. And I saw like a line of progression coming out of the Bible. And I was told this was related to old religion. And I believe that I, I was told it was connected to the Catholic Church and their belief and, uh, and things that were said in the Bible. Um, the Catholic interpretations of the Bible would be taken and changed and used for political purposes by evil religions that would come um, to become very influential in America. And then I was shown uh, kind of a line of progression, almost like a lightning bolt that came out of the Bible and struck the ground in what we call the Deep South of the United States, where uh, there was a rise of a lot of fundamentalist churches I saw them come about around in the 1980s, but I know they existed before that. But um, I, I knew that we were in for trouble when uh, Ronald Reagan became our president, and he pretty much sanctioned the fundamentalist churches, brought them into the fold. Um, he, he, um, he was okay with them getting involved in politics. And um, once they were sanctioned like that, and from then on, their evil just grew. And um, so that's the evil, to me, that is the evil religion that Trump has uh, surrounded himself with. And I don't believe that he would have been elected if not for the uh, votes, the people that believe in fundamentalist Christi Christianity. If he didn't have those fundamentalist votes, I'm not so sure he would have become our president. So the evil religion, to me, has become influential uh, in the United States. And we see images of, of them, their representatives, going to the Oval Office, laying hands upon on Donald Trump and praying. And, um, oh my gosh, I've seen video clips or heard video clips of these so-called religious leaders talking about God's will that... that um, Donald Trump is is sanctioned by God. He's been anointed by him. Um, he's our leader appointed by God. And um, I was shown that all of that would be incredibly evil and wrong and bad for the country. And it's happening right now. Yeah. One of the um, things that um, when uh, Mary appeared at Fatima, in 1917, she talked of the rise of um, Soviet communism and then the fact that Soviet communism would collapse. 
but then Russia would come back again um, in, in an evil role. And I wonder, do you have any feeling about that or any any prophecy that you might connect to that? Well, um, I okay, I'll tell you, I've been wrong before, Lee. So I'll I'll openly admit that what I saw was not specific all the time. Um, but I did see an image of Donald Trump being separated from his office, from his position in the government. I saw him getting pushed out, but it was an image of him being pushed out, and he was extremely upset about it and and shouting and angry, shaking his fist. And um, then I saw a lot of fighting in the streets. So if I was to take that as a literal interpretation, I believe he will be impeached. Um, but whether it's going to come sooner or later, I don't know. Or perhaps he will lose the election in 2020. I can't really say when this is going to happen. But I, I believe he will be pushed out of office. And that will trigger a lot of disruption in our country. And as far as your question about will Russia be involved, um, I wasn't shown anything that that specific, except for I was shown uh, one of the warning signs I was shown that perhaps the rest of America needs to know is there will be, in the fighting in the streets, there will be instigators who will try to incite violence and disruption who will purposely try to get crowds to be destructive and to fight in the streets. And um, I was shown a few of these individuals um, um, who were doing this. They had black hearts. Their hearts were closed. Now, I don't mean the race of people. I mean their hearts were black yes. and closed and evil and that they were not of this country. They were from someplace else. They were not to be trusted. And um, do not fight in the streets with them. Do not follow them. That's what I was shown. This um, is the way. Um, this is the way Hitler took over Germany with this that kind of um, uh, organizational push to um, create havoc and, and dissension and hatred between people. Yes, and it's very true. And so, after Donald, who will lead our country? I don't have a clue. I didn't see a follow-up leader that I can recall. Um, so, whoever is instigating this violence, um, or who's leading it, I can't tell you. I don't know. Um but you know, I, I, I'm in Facebook, and uh, I've I've been in contact with some people who, you know, friends, relatives, others, um, who have come across a, a popular, uh, I guess it's called a meme, and that is that if Donald is is um, impeached, that if it comes down to we must protest in the streets that the moment that protesters see 
people inciting violence and causing destruction, that when those people start being destructive, to immediately sit down, lay your signs down, and sit. And do not move, and do not protest, and do not join in the destruction and the damage. Let the people who are inciting the violence do it by themselves, and let the police take care of them. But when that happens, we should all sit. Stop protesting, lay down your signs, and, and let the, the people who are inciting the violence stand out by themselves and show who they are. I believe that's some of the best advice that I could ever give to anyone, and it, it wasn't something that I saw, but I believe it to be true. Yeah. Um, I think it would be something that uh, Gandhi would would have said, and certainly Gandhi won in his protests. So. Peaceful well, protest is the only thing to do. Yes. Ken, I think we are pretty much out of time for today, but no, I want to thank you for um, for coming on the show, and, and uh, I think this has been incredibly interesting, and um, I hope people will get your um, the Kindle version of your book on Amazon, uh, Mother in Heaven. So for our audience, thanks to Ken um, Leff for um, sharing his profoundly interesting, fascinating NDE with us and the story of how it has affected his life and prompted the writing of his new book. If you'd like to listen to this show again or any of our previous programs, please visit our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about IANS, please visit that website at iands.org. This is Lee Whitting saying, Merry Christmas and thanks for listening.